Hi, welcome to This Is Community, a Volunteer Galway podcast. My name is Ruth, and this week I was joined by Anna Kierans, who joined us from the Irish Red Cross and talked to us all about their community sponsorship programme. This programme has been running in Ireland since 2018, and it aims to provide holistic integration for a family coming into the country. Anna told me all about the programme, how it's been running, and also very much explained to me how anybody can get involved and what that process would look like for a group of people who might like to take on this programme for a family. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And at the end of this episode, I will include notes on the programme, as well as the volunteer role that Anna is recruiting for right now. And I'll also include a link to a really nice YouTube video that the Red Cross have put together, which really is a lovely portrayal of the impact of communities when they come together and how they really can positively impact a family's life. So I hope you enjoy the chat and do check out the links that are included in this episode. Okay, so delighted to be joined by Anna Kierans today, who has come to us uh, from the Red Cross. Hi, Anna, you're very welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Lovely to have you. So, Anna, you work for the Irish Red Cross and you're involved in the Community Sponsorship Programme. Could we just start off um, with you telling us all about, like, what is community sponsorship? Yeah, perfect. So I am the Community Sponsorship Officer um, with the Irish Red Cross. And essentially what it is in a nutshell, it is a government initiative and programme. So it actually sits under um, the DCDIY, that wonderful long name of Department of Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth. It's a mouthful. Um, and under them, there sits the Irish Refugee Protection Programme, which was um, kind of born in 2015 um, out of the kind of migration crisis. So this programme essentially is community led. So a group of willing volunteers within a community will put themselves together and assume responsibilities for the kind of welcome and the integration of a refugee family. And that's all with the kind of support of a, a organisation like the Irish Red Cross, who would be called the regional support organisation. And we would provide sort of training and guidance to help support throughout the whole journey. But as I said, it is very much a community-led program. Um, they do all the fabulous work and, um, and and provide that kind of organic welcome and, and smile for this refugee family that's been invited to live in Ireland. Wow. Okay. So that, that sounds incredible. When you say uh, refugee families, are we talking about refugees coming from particular countries, Anna? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, currently, this program is for Syrians who have um, fled their country and are, are safe enough. Um, they've gone to the Lebanon, typically. And um, from there, they would have been invited um, to live in Ireland kind of for the long term, as it were. So how it works on their end and the journey that they would see is that um, the UNHCR will identify them as a suitable family for community sponsorship and suitable in the fact that um, they either have the language skills or professions behind them or at least the aptitude and willingness to want to learn the language and want to integrate. 
So they would be um, then recommended um, to the Irish Refugee Protection Programme, so this IRPP, who would then go out on missions to actually interview them, tell them about the programme, tell them the benefits, which is obviously that they would go initially into the community right from day one, have their own home, own front door, but with the wraparound support of the community. Um, and then um, essentially um, they would be yeah welcomed at the airport by by the group. Okay, amazing. Um, a wonderful start for any family coming into the country, I'd imagine, just that sort of sense of holistic support and holding. I, I, I get a lovely sense of holding for people coming into the coming into the country, I suppose, coming into a community who is ready, I would imagine, supported and trained and ready to to enable that integration. Absolutely. And one of the biggest principles of Community Sponsorship Island, and I guess what maybe sets it apart from other um programs is that the group are able to empower the family to independence so you're kind of setting them up from success from the beginning so the commitment of a community sponsorship group would be sort of um from when they um start up when they initiate to um actually planning to get the family over and then on the family's arrival you would then commit to 18 months post-arrival to give them that integration period to be able to signpost and help them out with all things island so for example where the schools are where the doctor is where you can get transport from what is a leap card how do you get transport or maybe even the quirky things that only we have gotten to know from living in island we can give them a little bit of a shortcut and a help out by explaining those and and really helping them to set themselves up and then financially um, and and socially, what their rights and entitlements are so that they can immediately get themselves involved and, as I said, set themselves up for independence. OK, super. And I think, you know, when you talk about integration, you know, it's it's um, it's a complex and deep thing. And it takes more than, uh, you know, one person, certainly to, to enable that. And, and again, that community focus and looking at all of the aspects around what it is, as you said, all things Ireland um, and how, you know, how we we enable people um, to do that. Can I ask you, when you talk about community led groups, how many people on average would you have in one of these groups and where are they currently in Ireland? So we require for the programme a minimum of five people in a group. Um, so we kind of say between five to 12 people. Um, and that I would say 10 people is a very good size because you together are then extremely powerful and, and are able to achieve a lot. Um, currently in Ireland, we have already welcomed 33 families under this program. So that um, that kind of tells us that there's at least been 33 groups um, at one time or another. And it's a national program. Um, what we've done is kind of um, split up the country, I guess, into four. So um, you would have four of these regional support organisations that I spoke about a bit earlier. So Irish Red Cross is one of them, um, and they would be responsible for a number of counties. Then you've got Doris, they also would be, the Irish Refugee Council, and then NASC. So depending on where you are in the country, and we can put a link up um, to indicate who you would contact um, depending on where you are in the country, 
they would support you and and go through this whole journey with you. Okay. And Anna, can I ask you just um, to to zoom in a little bit on the accommodation side of things? I mean, obviously, we all are hearing that there's and know that there's such an accommodation crisis in Ireland. So if I am one person in my community and perhaps I have a few more people, um, but I may be feeling just very overwhelmed and where do I start and how could I even find accommodation? What sort of supports, again, can I access? Yeah. And it's the biggest thing that actually screams out to people when they hear about this program. There's a lot of enthusiasm. That's Oh, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I, I wanted to help, but I don't know how. And then you mention, oh, well, you would be sourcing accommodation for this family. And uh, and that's when the fear comes in. Um, and it's a founded fear. We are having a, a massive housing crisis. It has been achieved um, to date by really networking and finding those benevolent landlords. So speaking to your um, personal networks in your locality, um, church groups have been absolutely incredible. Um, Other organisations and NGOs that may be able to um, sort of give you first dibs on accommodation. Um, This accommodation will be sourced by the group but there will be, um, it's it's essentially private rental market. So the family will pay rent um, with the help of all um, the rights and entitlements that they have, like HAP. Okay, gotcha. Um, that answers my question. Thank you. Another question I had for you again, and maybe just to tap into some of the potential fears that people might have before they take the step to get involved in this People coming from war-torn countries, um, how do I manage that as my own self, as a volunteer? Maybe I've never, ever encountered, you know, a Syrian family or I don't know anything about trauma. Again, is there support? And I imagine the community itself will be a wonderful support. But from the Red Cross or the other groups, is there support and training there to manage oneself and and, and your own boundaries or maybe sense of overwhelm in, in this space? Yes, absolutely. And it's a really valid point. Um, There is specific training um, for a a trauma-informed approach to kind of help, um, obviously, how you will interact or support a family that um, that most most likely will have gone through trauma, um, but it could manifest in different ways. So trying to recognize that and how you can perhaps deal with it, but also for, yes, minding yourself. Um, you know, this vicarious um, trauma. So it's really important. And that would be part of the the training and support that we provide as a, a regional support organisation. Wonderful. And how is that training provided physically or online? How do people access the training in general? Yeah, so we have online training that has been standardised and um, has been created from um, the the pilot program, the groups that were involved in the pilot program back in 2018 would have given all their feedback and um, online training was developed and that is housed on the Open Community website. So the Open Community is the national support organisation and um, that's available for all groups. And then your regional support organisation, you would have contact with them and they would enhance the training they do a lot of bespoke training specific to your group's needs um kind of invite conversation and more of a workshop approach so that you can have discussions and and feel prepared 
Okay. And I imagine there must be a lovely um, degree of peer learning in this whole program as well. I mean, you say that 33 families have already um, been, you know, had the, the benefit of this program. So I imagine there's lots of learning and lots of knowledge that people can dip into there. Yes, absolutely. And again, on the Open Community website, there's a specific peer support network that um, meets online once a month. And it's it's absolutely fabulous for um, for support, for sharing difficult times um, and also sharing ideas. You know, um, as I said, you as an individual, it's very overwhelming as a group and even part of a larger global um, as well as national network, you're able to support each other and overcome this very easily and and really do an amazing, meaningful thing for these families. I mean, the feedback that we get from groups is um, is beautiful, that they have met people through the program and from working so closely with their community. They love giving back to their local community. Um, the fact that they are able to tangibly make a difference um, for when they are seeing a lot of refugees um, it, needing help, you know. Um, so that has been absolutely incredible. And then the feedback from the families um, of finally feeling safe and to be welcomed and, and feel loved immediately. Um, that is pretty priceless. Of course, I imagine so. Um, I'm curious around the groups and, you know, where they may or how they may form. I mean, do groups, for example, would it be like neighborhood kind of groups or parents groups or is it just families and friends or is it a little, little bit of, of everything in there? Just wondering around that group formation. Yeah, and it can be anything. And I, and that's another beauty of it um, is that um without sounding condescending it's ordinary people making an extraordinary impact on other people's lives um it would be people within the same locality because you want to be around them to provide that sort of wrap around support but in the past it has been established groups already so for example there's like um toddler and parent um groups that have got together and done this religious groups that have got together and done this um, those that are just in like a neighborhood watch program, you know, but what I guess um, we are specifically looking for are those real champions, those pillars in society that are very motivated, that have contacts in their own area and are willing to mobilize and enthuse others to join them. Mm -hmm. um, and then you share out all the responsibility and ideally, you would kind of structure yourself so that you have a primary sponsor who could, um, I guess, be seen as the leader, the one that keeps the momentum and your secondary who supports that. And then put yourselves under what your strengths are, whether that's communication in the community, whether that's um, knowing like where all the offices are, like the intrio office or where the doctors are. So you could be responsible for all of the um the, the local aspects, um, the finances, somebody who's good with numbers to keep an eye on that, somebody who's great at events to do a bit of fundraising. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, you, yeah. you spread so, yourself out. Yeah, and like tap into the, the skills that you have. And it sounds like networking is a key piece in this as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. It's proven to be the most successful way 
But obviously, um, as I said, anyone can do this if, if you've got the motivation. Is there an application process then for a group? Let's say if I'm sitting here now at my kitchen table and I'm pondering this and maybe I could think of like maybe eight or nine people that I could, you know, talk to about this. Do we then apply as a group with the with the Red Cross or how, how does that process start? Yes, absolutely. So anybody listening in Galway, um, you would absolutely contact myself in the Irish Red Cross. I would be your regional support organisation. But if you're living um, further afield, um, other counties, you can look on the Open Community website and it will detail who your regional support organisation is. So that would be my first um, recommendation is just to contact them and say, look, I have these eight people. We're all willing can you please guide me through the next steps? That next step would be an application form where you do um, put down your details as a group and all the different um, roles that you're going to play. Then um, I guess the next steps would be the, the fundraising side of things as well. So you'd be required to raise a minimum of 10,000 euros, which sounds a lot, but it's actually extremely easy, especially because the Irish are extremely aware of the plight of a refugee. So they are they want to help. Um, so then it would be finding accommodation and then creating what we call a settlement plan, which really details things um, like the, the really big important things like how they're going to learn the English language and where the classes are, um, where the children are going to going to go to school but equally it prompts you to think about the small things like who physically is going to stock the fridge so that they have food upon arrival you know so it really goes through all the details and 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 almost will be your guide then um that you can implement all of this when the family arrives wonderful so every single aspect is covered really i suppose every every question is answered absolutely yeah absolutely you uh, have produced a beautiful eight minute video that I watched this morning and it really touched my heart. It sort of shows, I suppose, the story of one community group coming together, um, you know, showing their their journey through it. And then that moment of like when they're hearing that they're going to actually receive a family into the community and they see what the family looks like and they're at the airport. I would say to anybody interested, we'll share this link on, on the episode, but I would say certainly watch the video because sometimes I think visual media is so powerful and it just really identifies the, you know, the power of this, the power of community and, and also speaks to that sense of, I suppose, as one person sitting at home on your sofa at nighttime, you feel so helpless, so powerless and so guilty that you're not doing more. And then you see this community action and you see the impact and you see that the, the tangible results of this family coming in. It's an absolutely beautiful video. So well done on that, I have to say to you. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it because it really is about that impact. And I and I know people are short for time. Um, we all are. The modern day life, we are juggling um, families, jobs, um, plus other things. I, I totally understand that. But the impact versus that time is incredible. Um, so I would encourage people to consider that. Yeah. Um, that group, um, the Home From Home Dublin 6, was the group that I was in. Um, I would have been part of the pilot project and welcomed that Syrian family in 2019. So now I can speak to it three years on 
and yeah. they are independent. They are doing extremely well. The family of four that arrived are now a family of five. Oh. They are continuing to live. And that's what's so important. Um, and I guess, guess kind of from the angle that I come from is I am well aware that the biggest lottery in life is where you're born. And if there's anything you take away from this, please do remember that this isn't a choice for the families. They really do not want to leave their home country. They do not want to leave loved ones behind. This is um, a necessity for them. And um, because we have been so privileged and live in a safe country, I think it's I think it's lovely that when we can, we open our arms to them. 100%. And I think, again, it also speaks to the power of community that, you know, no man is an island. And, and, and when we tap into that, you know, community support and all of those external resources that we are so privileged to have, what we can achieve. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and there's the argument as well, like this is just a drop in the ocean. There are so many other priorities or so many important things out there but the ocean is made of drops and I just really do encourage you all to to think about it at least and see if it's something that you feel that you could get involved in. Absolutely and it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today thank you so much for coming on to the show we will include the link to the volunteer role that we will have on our website shortly for this program I'll also include all of Anna's um, details and that gorgeous YouTube video that that we spoke about um, Anna I wish you the very best of luck with the program in in Galway and beyond Thank you so much and really appreciate this opportunity. And I'm more than happy to speak to anyone. Um, so please feel free to contact me directly. So once again, thank you so much to Anna who joined us on the show and told us all about the community sponsorship program. She really did a great job of getting all the information out there. And it was an absolute pleasure to chat to her. If anyone in listening uh, is interested in what Anna was speaking about, or maybe your curiosity was piqued in some way, do check out the links that are included in the notes section of this episode. There will be some information about the program, about the volunteer role, as well as a lovely, lovely YouTube video that is just a gorgeous portrayal of what can be achieved when communities come together and really work towards a common goal. I hope you enjoyed the chat. And once again, thank you to Anna. And until next time, take care. <laughs>